Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Water, and I'm here, as always, I'm a good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Fantastic, my friend. Excited for today's conversation. We're going to be talking about clean versus dirty fasting. And this is one of those moments where we look in the mirror and go, how in the world have we not talked about this almost 200 <laughs> right? episodes in and three million down, almost 3 million downloads later? Yes. How have we not talked about this? So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we have. And I just we just didn't see it, right? In our library of episodes, but not an entire episode dedicated to this topic. And we're going to kind of put some nuance to it and a little bit of the fasting for life perspective as well. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome in. This is a great episode to start with. If you want to learn more about us and our journey with fasting and how it's transformed our lives, head back to episode one, give it a listen. Now, couple hundred episodes later, we're going to be talking about this foundational principle and kind of walk through and give you our perspective and some insights as we usually do into times where clean versus dirty has snuck into our own fasting habits, as well as mm. the thousands of people we've taken through our challenges. It's going to be a good conversation, Tommy. So I want to start yeah. off with, you know, thanking each and every one of you. If you're a long-term listener, we appreciate you. We appreciate the follow, the yes. subscribes, the rates, the reviews, the downloads that tells the podcast world that we are bringing value each and every week. So the conversation, Tommy, on the what the fast moment, we're like, what, how, how did we miss <laughs> talking about this big picture came from a review, one of our five-star reviews, which is our favorite kind, yes, from Big Family best. with two exclamation points. I love that. <laughs> But it was interesting because they're relatively new to the podcast. Mm. And they're like, I don't know if you've talked about this before, but the conversation around clean versus dirty fasting. Yeah, you know, it was just cool to see that. And so, you know, the review said, great podcast, just found it a few weeks ago. But if anyone else is struggling with IF, please try fasting clean for a few weeks, see what happens. I know these guys don't push the clean fast, but I just wanted to help anyone else that's struggling. So I absolutely love it. Thank you for bringing this up because honestly, when we talk about fasting, we don't necessarily define it every time, you know, that we talk about it, especially, ha you know, having, having talked about it for so many weeks and, and, and years now at this point. But this person also did highlight some great recent accomplishments. And and how clean fasting helped them not feel hungry or grumpy or feeling like they needed to start to binge. And this is even after fasting for a couple of years. So first of all, big family, congratulations. Thank you for the review. And thanks for bringing this up because this is important because we're going to go over some of the some of the whys, some of the defining parts of clean versus dirty fasting. But then also, like you mentioned, where some things can kind of slip in, you know, there's slippage points and, and those affect things, but also they build momentum, whether positive or negative that lead to results as well. So this is gonna be good. Yeah. And it caused us to kind of take kind of a little step back and be like, okay, if we don't push clean fasting, what do we push? What are we pushers of? Well, we love the idea and the nuance in between the lines where fasting is a, is a tried and true art. It's been around mm -hmm. forever. It has incredible healing properties. It's found in tons of religions throughout yeah. the world. Mm -hmm. It's practiced 
by lots of different people in different cultures. But here in the States, it's kind of like the, you know, oh, you fast? Why would you starve yourself? That doesn't make any sense. Now, fasting over the last few years has gotten a lot more mainstream and a lot of oh, people sure. come to it for weight loss purposes. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. As long or as they're able to- or both. desperation because they've tried yeah. everything else. So I love this from from Big Family where it was like, yeah, I was about to give up. You know, I've been mm. dabbling for two years yeah. and I was on the brink of giving up again because I was after a month, I was tired and hungry and grumpy and starting to binge. Yeah. And then they heard about clean fasting. So when we think about this coming to fasting for weight loss, we're going to talk a little bit about today that there's so much more to it than that. And we mm -hmm. say this inside of our coaching programs and inside of our challenges and often on the podcast as well. But when we're looking at losing weight, we tend to bring a lot of that old dieting type stuff Absolutely. with us, right? Yeah. That dieting mindset, the on, mm -hmm. off, the dabbling, the food choices, the yeah. I deserve this. There's no good food or bad food labels in our yeah. world. So big picture, when we looked in the mirror and went, how come we haven't settled on one side of the aisle here yeah. in meaning clean versus dirty. And it really came from this place of, I don't know if compassion, that might be too strong of a word, but this place of understanding mm -hmm. where we had tried so many different things without long-term sustainable success until fasting. Yeah, And in the beginning, fasting made big transformations within six months for you and within eight weeks for me where mm -hmm. lab metrics improved, mood and all that stuff, that big, big family here mentioned lack mm -hmm. of hangriness, better mood, better energy, all of that, but some real needle movers in terms of health. So when we talk about this, we really wanted to come from a place of meeting you where you're at. And yes. Dr. Fung mentions this too, about having the creamer in your coffee. If that's the one bright spot in your day, because yeah. you're tired and not feeling sick, sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, then yeah. it's oh, air quotes. Okay. So I want to start mm -hmm. off defining clean versus dirty. And then I'll share a funny story about something I came across and then shared with you recently, Tommy, mm -hmm. the difference, uh, what dry fasting is, and there's actually levels to that as well. Oh man. There's a soft and a dry, hard, <laughs> soft and a hard dry fast. So okay. Just for perspective here, we'll talk through clean versus dirty and define it. And you can Google it. And there's different approaches to fasting, right? It's much more mainstream, like I mentioned. But I want to talk about the yes column, the maybe column, and then the no column. And then we'll unpack some of the science and the nuance. And really just from that framework to Big Family's review and where he commented, he or she commented that if you've been struggling, the call to action today, the action step, as we say today, is... Mm -hmm clean up your fast. And we're going to take that yeah. a little bit farther and share some stories along the way. So Tommy, let's go with yes, maybe, and no. Yeah. Like, hey, clean up your act a little bit, you know? So when we're defining clean versus dirty and we're saying like, what is a clean fast? So like going into the the yes column, which is the easiest because it's only going to have, you know, a couple of things in here, but where we're going to be super strict about it would be to say, okay, unflavored water, unflavored black coffee, unflavored tea, mineral water, sparkling water, that kind of thing that's unflavored again, because as soon as we start putting any ingredients in it, then we start to open up the can of worms, which is the insulin, the blood sugar, the what else does my body have to do to process that, all of these kind of things, physiological downstream effects that can affect my fast, potentially break my fast or slow it down or decrease the efficacy of the fast or lead to some psychological 
symptoms, if you will, down the road that can affect that fast or the next one. Also, medications potentially, if they were you know prescribed and they need to be taken at a certain time, but not necessarily with food then those could be taken if they're important enough and and still be on track, have very clean lines for a clean fast, right? Yeah. So the yes column is pretty straightforward. Sure. It's pretty sparse. Yeah. I mean, it's- right? Not a lot yeah. going on. What about that flavored water? Mm-mm. What about that <laughs> cream in my coffee? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What about the sweetened tea? Mm-mm. What about uh, peak tea is one that we hear a lot about. There's some yeah. some folks in the fasting space that have sponsorships or partnerships with them. Yeah. Even there's some um, electrolytes that have like, hey, hey, a little bit of sugar here, a couple, you know, a few calories just for some yep. balance. They're a little bit more physiologically, you know, like they're more like IV, right? Like there's liquid IV kind of solutions and things like that. Yep. And it's like, yeah, hey, we're going to talk about hydration. Hydration is important, but we don't need to be bringing in sugar when we're fasting. Like that's right. Right. <laughs> antithesis. Yeah. Right there. Uh-huh. Or maltodextrin, which is highly yeah. insulinogenic, right? So. Yeah. So then we that there's that conversation around LMNT, which we love, but there are mm-hmm. flavors in that, right? Sure. So the yes column is is pretty boring. It just <laughs> it is what it is, right? But that is it's truly effective. it's effective and it's it focused. Is. It's truly, laser focused. It's, right, right. So let's take it one step further for perspective. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about dry fasting for a minute. Okay. And Yannick Wolf is someone in this space. This is not something if you're looking for dry fasting help. Yannick Wolf, great perspective, more in his niche. Love that right from the get go. If you read up on him, there's something called the Scorch Protocol, hmm. you know, on how to, what foods to eat and supplements to take between your dry fasts about the refeed, 200 yeah. pages of notes and stuff. And this is just wow. not an area that we are purview to. It's outside no, of our I pay grade, so to speak. I haven't dry fasted for longer than probably an hour on, yeah, and, and not, that's by accident without there sipping are benefits, some water. Right? Yeah. So if you're looking into it, that's where I would go. But this concept of a human being can go seven days without food, but only three days without water, that's really just been something that's been set, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe it's 14 days without food and seven days without water, right? There's yeah. this this idea that it's a, that's a hard fast rule. In dry fasting, there are people that do it regularly and see amazing health benefits. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to speak to the lack of expertise in that area that we have, but yeah. I wanted to just use it as perspective that inside of dry fasting, much like inside of our fasting, I don't want to call it wet fasting, but I just want to call it normal <laughs> fasting. I don't know. Just regular, there's, regular There's fasting. soft and dry, uh, soft and hard. So soft dry fast is easier cleaner, less stressful on the body. So a soft dry fast, you'd be able to do normal daily hygiene things like brush your teeth. Can you brush your teeth? Okay. Yeah. Take a shower. Okay. Go for a swim. Can I do a cold plunge? I guess. You can do a cold plunge. All right. Where a hard dry fast that you are subscribing to the purest idea of zero water. So in this form of dry fasting, this is the analogy they use. You will treat water the same way a vampire treats sunlight. Right. So someone doing a hard dry fast. Kryptonite. Yeah. It means no brushing your teeth, no showers, no baths, and definitely no swimming. So wow. So it's just interesting as kind of a parallel. All right, within dry fasting, there's benefits, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. We're not going to speak to those. I've never researched it. Not something we recommend. You know what? Now I'm curious. Okay. So coming back to our world where we're talking clean versus dirty, you know, when we go to the no column, I wanted to compare it to the soft versus hard. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to be talking about no food, 
-hmm. no flavored water, no flavored coffee, no fruity, sweet, or matcha teas, no diet sodas, no artificial sweeteners, natural or artificial flavors, no gums or mints, you know, food-like flavors of any type, fruit juices, fruit flavors, broths. We get asked about this a lot. Bone broths, yeah. bouillon, those types of things. Now, there is no something called- coffee. Bulletproof coffee. Yeah. Thanks, Dave Asprey. Shout out. <laughs> he he claims that he created biohacking. I find that interesting. I agree with. I love sure some of Dave's biohacking stuff. Biohacking for a long time, just like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not sure. He definitely popularized it. Oh, give him that he's the first sure. one to package it, right? Absolutely, yeah. right. So brain octane or whatever his 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 line of products are. I can't remember in the moment. Yeah. But yeah, I did bulletproof coffee when I was doing keto for a while. Nothing like a 500 calorie caffeine spike in right. the morning or all throughout Delicious. the morning as I sipped on it, right? Cream in your coffee, Dr. Fung in one of his books says, you know, 50 calories or less is okay. Well, if you're clean fasting, that's a no. And then supplements, because we know that protein breaks mm -hmm. a fast, causes the growth pathways to turn on. Sure. So collagen, pre-workouts, exogenous ketones, that's a whole nother conversation, mm. or BCAAs, branched chain yeah. amino acids, or essential amino acids, right? So pretty black and white, but then there's this maybe column, Tommy. Yeah, on the and the maybe when we're we're looking at it like, okay, we get this question a lot. What about a keto breath? Or like I'm I'm fasting for a while, my my breath, my, I just have this weird taste it's in my just mouth. Me. What can I do? It's just about me that it? gets keto yeah, breath. No. Yeah. Yeah, right. A good thing for that is like a peppermint essential oil. But at the same time, hey, could it make your stomach grumble? Might it trigger another physiological pathway that has to do with insulin? Perhaps, maybe. Things are very interrelated within your your cravings and your connection to your stomach and your brain. So there's a lot going on there. So that's why it, it's kind of in the maybe, hey, a few drops to freshen the breath. I'm not going to die on that hill. I'm not going to, you know, put that as the line of the sand because I don't think it's going to matter, you know, as far as the scale goes. And, you know, it's kind of a comfort thing where I can feel like it's justifiable and it's not really going to make a difference. So I use it on the yes, but that's why it's in the maybe. And then you have the same thing with like, okay, an herbal tea rather than just like a, a black leaf tea, because, you know, some of those are made from different sorts of, uh, you know, plants and flowers. They can be a little bit more, they can have like a sweet aroma to them that can, hey, you know, get the, the stomach juices flowing and, you know, kick up potentially cravings or stomach rumblings and things like that. And then you have the same thing with, with certain vitamins and supplements. Like, could they be moved over to my nutrition window, my nutrition opportunity? That would be better. Do I really need them just in the middle of my fast? Because again, like you mentioned with other supplements like, you know, protein and branched chain amino acids and things like that, your body has to figure out what to do with those. They have to go through the digestive tract and then you have to do other things with them. So it's mimicking some of the food processing power that, that we have, the, the machinery, and you're kicking on some of the same pathways rather than just keeping them at zero which would be ideal. We keep insulin low, we keep blood sugar low, and we don't give the stomach really like anything that it needs to work on to figure out. And then we have a lot more, we have faster progress through some of the benefits of, of fasting, some of those kind of processes. I want to go big picture and kind of back out from the nitty gritty of yes, maybe no, right? Mm -hmm. So I do use a spearmint or a peppermint essential oil, especially if I'm speaking or if I'm in a small group or if I'm seeing a client, right? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm gonna date night, right? Like I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna want some. From, Let's be fresh, some, all right? Let's be yeah. fresh, right? And then I've actually started just recently to be putting my supplements in my eating windows because the vitamin D mm -hmm. that we use from Designs for Health is a liquid vitamin D and it's sweetened with stevia and actually tastes sweet, right? Right. So big picture here, 
we're coming up with this idea of a clean fast. This was apparently created by Jen Stevens uh, in her original fasting Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just something that kind of took off into the into the fasting world now, right? Like clean versus dirty. Like same thing yeah. happens in the keto space, right? Mm-hmm. Or the carnivore space. Like what level yeah. of carnivore are you? Dr. Klitz yeah. says, are how you level hardcore. one? Are you le- how hardcore? Yeah, are you yeah. level two or are you doing the lion's diet, which is literally just red meat and salt, right? So mm. where do you fall on the spectrum? And that's kind of the nuance that we wanted to apply to the fasting lifestyle when we started. You can be vegan, vegetarian, carnivore, protein paste, whatever, and fasting can still have a really big benefit. So the question we like to ask when we're talking about clean versus dirty is like, why are we actually fasting? That's a great question. Because, yeah. right? It's like, well, if you're fasting to lose weight, increase autophagy, heal from a chronic condition, reverse blood sugar issues. We can add, just continually add to this list, help with hunger, cravings, improve your sleep, whatever it is. Fasting is a lot more powerful than just a means to eating fewer calories. Yeah, like a little bit of extra time to burn calories, yeah. There's an easier way to decrease your calories and not not eat all day, (laughs) right? Like you could just cut your meals in half and eat three times a day. But there is, there's an insulin component to this and a hormone balancing component to this and a fat burning component to this mm. that many of us that come to fasting need. We need the fat burning. Once we get rid of the fat, especially mm-hmm. the visceral fat, our bodies become more metabolically flexible. We become fat adapted. We can tap into those fat stores rather than storing them for winter that's never coming. Right. And all those clothes <laughs> that are in our closet that we're saving for that one day that we can wear. Yeah. So, Fasting is going to, and we'll share some research here in a minute, optimize that process. And we really don't want to spike insulin in any way. It's not that blood sugar spikes are bad. It's the consistent elevated blood sugar over the long term that creates the insulin resistance, which creates the disease process. Yeah. And while we're fasting, even if we're doing something like, let's say, heavy whipping cream in coffee, and it's only 50 50 calories, calories, right? Sorry, I just stole your thunder. Oops. No, no, I'll, I'll tell you that a lot of times it is a bit more, especially if you're not measuring it. But either yeah, way, get the scale out. I want to see some. <laughs> I, I want to see that. Yeah, exactly. One uh-huh. tablespoon, right? Uh huh. Yeah, we, we like know one tablespoon of peanut butter. It's so small. Right. Oh, my so gosh. Small. Yeah, right. So if, if one tablespoon of heavy whipping cream tastes good, probably one and a half tastes even maybe a little bit better or maybe even two or just, you know, it's a little splash, right? Like it, that's that's where some of the slippage can kind of come in. But the point being there that it can get talked about just like with bulletproof coffee that, hey, it's ketogenic. It's, it's not, not breaking going your against. fast. Yeah, because because the insulin spike no, is likely very me, low. It's not kicking you out of ketosis. Yes, exactly. That was a better. That's the frame I wanted there. Exactly. And, and it's like, no, 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 no. We have to get we have to understand that that's not the point of that particular part. So not only could you be bringing in multiple hours worth of fuel in the form of calories, if you mess with the autophagy that's happening, with the physiological just like turning down and almost off of some of the machinery that is normally when we're bringing in food three, four, five, six times a day, it doesn't get to turn off like ever. And we have some amazing processes that start to happen. We're actually turning over and we're regenerating some of the gastrointestinal cells like during some of the initial phases of our fast, like in the first 12 to 16 hours. It's really cool. But we bring in anything and then that requires a slowing down of those processes. And that all adds up 
And then you also have just the fact that if you are raising insulin a little bit, it doesn't usually have enough time to come all the way back down. So the next time it raises again, it's a little bit higher than the last time. And so if we're doing that multiple times over the day, even if it's in within the the, the structure of a, of a good fast or a longer fast, we didn't get the maximum benefit. We kind of cut off a lot of the power of that fast right there. And it was like, well, is that what I wanted when I actually set out on that fast? I, I would rather do a super clean 15, 16, 17 hour fast than like a blurry lines 23 hour fast or even blurry lines 30 hour fast. I think that the physiological and the mental benefits are better on that on that clean fast. Hey y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is, uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is, uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air, air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that air doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So air doctor comes with a 30 day breathe easy money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com, use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers, an exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the Fasting for Life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. So story, 
And then I want to talk about insulin and make sure that we're talking about the insulin response here. If we're going to keep fasting at the forefront and not just using fasting to decrease my calories to lose some weight, Mm -hmm. but tap into that stuff you're just talking about. And then we have that blurred line conversation about our support system and our plates and the food decisions that we're making and our discipline Mm -hmm. and our habits, which is why we called it fasting for life. It's a lifestyle adaptation of fasting. Not fasting for for weight. Yeah, fasting for weight loss, right? That sounds way worse. Like that sounds painful. (laughs) Like, okay, terrible. eat less, move more. No, thank you. So interestingly enough, at one point early on in my fasting journey, I had lost the weight initially. And then some of this, these blurred lines started to come back in. So I was using Zevia, which is a stevia sweetened, and I called them and asked, a stevia sweetened beverage. And Mm -hmm. looking at stevia depends on when you look at the research, and we'll share some research here about sphalic phase and, and why, you know, one of the studies that they did about different flavorings, different sweeteners, it was eight different things that these participants swished around in their mouth that actually resulted in an insulin response. And when I was looking at this stevia thing, I just noticed that I was doing one of these during my tough time in the afternoon when I was just like, man, I'm really struggling with this fast. This was after I lost the weight. Yeah. Some of the habits came back. Some of the slippage came back. Those blurred lines came back. And I just wasn't, this was the first go round of me maintaining the weight. Yeah. Loss after fasting. I had never gotten all the weight off before yeah. with any other of my, my attempts at being yeah. super strict, six months, hiring nutritionist, functional medicine testing, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd never gotten there. So I finally got there and then it was like, wee, I'm here. No, that this is just the first step. But at this time period, yeah. but again, if we're looking at insulin as the factor, Tommy, I want to transition into kind of talking about why we need to keep insulin at the forefront, especially if we're trying to get fat loss to take place. So there's this thing called lipolysis, which is pulling the fatty acids out of your fat cell. Okay. So the study, the research shows that there's an ideal insulin level for the most amount of fat breakdown to take place. And this was from Mm -hmm. Volvec et al. And so if we want to, if we want to keep insulin low, and we want to increase our insulin sensitivity and decrease our insulin resistance, then the idea here is to find that sweet spot. And every single time, and the research showed that even small increases in insulin within the normal range, well within Mm. the normal range, virtually abolish lipolysis or the breakdown of fat. Yeah, that just means each fast that I'm doing has to be that much longer. Again, going back to a previous point about I'd rather do a, a 16, 17 hour clean fast than a 23 hour dirty one because I get full efficiency of that lipolysis. I didn't slow down the process. Oh, look at you, Mr. Perfect. You do this all the time, right? I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. No, every every single fast is my is my next perfect fast, right? Every every single time your, I'm just batting What is thousand. that? Your magnum opus? Your oh, what is that? What's that <laughs> phrase? Keep going. Yeah, I don't know. Look it up. But yeah, magnum no, opus, right? So the great work, right? It's sure. like it's a great, especially of literary artistic masterpiece, oh, like the greatest okay. single work of an artist, writer, or composer, right? So yeah. every one of our fasts are our magnum opus. Oh, of course, Kidding. of course. So yeah, no, uh, of course. It. And I can't count how many perfect fasts that I've done where it's like, not only is it clean, not only do I go exactly to the predetermined time as when I set my timer when I started that fast, but also I didn't have a single craving. I didn't want any food that was going to lead to a craving. Perfectly. Right. Yeah. And you know, that's one of the things that definitely took some, some time and some reps. CGM helped with that, figuring out how to break those fasts too. But going back to the insulin conversation, just understanding that when we set out on a fast, even if you don't have any fat to lose, which most of us do, but even if you don't, 
all of the processes that are happening will, in general, be slowed down by raising insulin levels. And once you do it once, they tend to continue to creep up, you know, even if it's spaced out over time. So it's like, it's taking so much longer to get a similar benefit. It's like, so this is where I start thinking about the psychological lines too, because when I go to break my fast, I'm going to have to make some decisions there too. And so when, when we're talking about cleaning up the time between our meals, going into clean fasting rather than dirty fasting, then there's also a matter of cleaning up your plate. The less insulin spikes, the better your macronutrient profile, the better the quality of the foods on your plates are, the lower your insulin spike is going to be whenever you do go to break your fast. So now you're supporting your previous fast with your food decisions, which is then going to lead to less cravings and less FOMO of certain foods and feelings of those cephalic phases where you can feel your stomach just start to grumble, just mm -hmm. out of control, like like tends to be worse whenever you first get started with fasting, tends to get easier over time, but usually only once you start to make some better decisions and kind of stack those things on top of each other, can you kind of start to feel a difference there. But that makes it easier to set my next fasting timer too, right? And then right. so so now I, I start to see some some momentum like that. And it's it's crazy, but all of those pieces are are linked together. And that I want to mention this now. So, mm -hmm. you know, insulin low, lipolysis, fat burning. We know that I'm still going to brush my teeth. I'm sorry. I do it twice a day. I'm not going to stop brushing my teeth because there might be <laughs> some, you know, uh, we use natural denticidin and I can't think of the other word based toothpaste, right? But there's a lot of stuff out mm -hmm. there that has sweeteners and chemicals and things in it that could possibly. A lot of stevias. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, yeah. If you're in the, in the, in the more healthier aisle or the section rather than the Colgates and all that stuff, because my dental health is important. So yes, I'm going to continue to do that. But you know, when they looked at that study, the sucrose, saccharin, acetic acid, sodium chloride, quinine, which is in tonic, hydrochloride, distilled water, starch, and sodium glutamate, you know, when they spat them out, they found that sucrose and saccharin specifically increased that plasma insulin level. Mm -hmm. So there's an interesting study, Dr. Ted Nayman, Nyman, uh, I'm not sure about the pronunciation, but he found this, the sweet spot for fasting, right? So you're talking about the timing of your fast, but then obviously we want to translate that habit and that mindset of clean versus dirty and bring that into our plate. Mm -hmm. But this is why we've seen some people that do intermittent fasting, they come to intermittent fasting, maybe they're doing it dirty to start, or maybe they're doing it clean to start. And they're doing that 16 hours, right? So they mm -hmm. skip breakfast, and then sure. they have an eight hour eating window. What the research showed was of the total increase in lipid kinetics. So that lipolysis process, 60% occurred between 12 and 24 hours. The greatest interval change occurred between 18, two hours more than 16, and mm. 24. So mm. plasma insulin decreased by 50% between 12 and 72 hours, mm. right? And of the total decline in plasma insulin, 70% occurred in the first 24 hours of fasting. Wow. So hence why our first resource was one meal a day fasting, yeah. the fast start guide, right? Yeah, and we rarely clean recommend nomad. clean. Yeah. And, the so, rarely, and we so rarely recommend. Yeah. In once a year, do a five to seven day fast. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. Walter Longo, right? Awesome research, body healing, regenerative properties, mm -hmm. anti-aging stuff, all of that, right? For sure. But the results from this research showed that the mobilization of adipose tissue triglycerides, that lipolysis, increased markedly between 18 and 24 hours. So why would we want to be now? We're going to meet you where you're at. We're going to have some love and compassion for you, creamy in your yeah. coffee. Got it. But the next level up is going to be cleaning that up so you can get to this sweet spot more consistently to see more consistent results. Mm. Then we can go into the habit building formation 
of making better decisions, never mind during your fast, but also the other part of the equation, right. which is when you break your fast, Tommy, which is when you were talking about your plate composition. Yeah, you know, even if I'm doing a dirty fast, most of the things that are involved in that are in the kitchen or somewhere near the kitchen, which means that not only am I decreasing the effectiveness and the efficiency of my insulin decrease and my autophagy and other beneficial physiological processes, but I'm also reminding myself of what's in the pantry or what's in the cupboard, what's in the fridge. I'm going to the kitchen more often. I'm interacting with the spot that it would be better psychologically to have you know, better boundaries right there. And it's like, I don't need to make the process more difficult. I don't need to feel like I'm pushing the boulder up the hill. So the cleaner I set out on that fast, the more that I can stay focused on things that are important during my fasting period, rather than kind of dipping my toes in into the kitchen and just kind of seeing it. Because sometimes if the craving is real or I'm feeling the craving at this point or the cephalic phase, maybe I just smelled some food, somebody's cooking in my house, then it can be tough or it can make that temptation a little bit more. It can make fasting frustrating or it we can got kids, bring in man. The yeah. temptation of the kids' food and those oh, yummy man. little sausages and all that right. stuff that, oh, I'll just have a bite. It's okay. Yeah. Well, that's, not, that's not clean habits, right? Your subconscious no. is going, I thought you were fasting. Right. You're like, oh, what? creamer in the coffee. Eh, a bite of sausage is fine. Eh. Leftover piece of cheese stick. Who doesn't love a cheese stick? Sure. These things are wonderful. Right. We just started getting raw dairy in the house again. I'm like, man, that raw milk, every time I open the dang fridge, I'll just Call take a swig. Name. Right. Like when I used to live by myself, right? <laughs> yeah. Like just drink right out of the carton. Yeah, who needs a glass, right? So yeah. I love that idea of keep bringing the, keep the, the fridge door closed just like a little bit so no, you know, the kids don't see you. <laughs> Got to put one of those like <laughs> ratchet locks on it that has a code. My wife oh, will yeah. have the code to it. Of like, course, I just yeah. want my water. And that that proximity thing is 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 really important as well, Tommy. So I love bringing the the habit forming like that discipline, that structured discipline yeah. with you into the discipline second half of the up. fasting equation, right? Mm -hmm. And you should be wanting to make better choices. Now, again, we are perfect. So we do this perfectly every single day. <laughs> Every single time. Just recently, I've noticed that some of the stuff was creeping back in and I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. Like we had some stress, some sleep, some family stuff. We had some, some visitors and I'm like, no, like I said, I'm going to do this. So I'm going to do it. So it's that yeah. like reminding yourself of the why, which is why I love that where we started the conversation in the beginning of today's topic was like, so let's think about why we're fasting. Right. And I love that, mm -hmm. you know, big family was like, yeah, if you haven't done it, do it. And then the research shows, yeah, if you're not really doing it, you're not getting to the sweet spot. So you're not seeing yeah. all the benefits, right? Yeah. And they even mentioned, I'm not at euphoria yet. I'm like, well, this whole idea of euphoria, I'll be happy when, right? Yeah. Where's there's the finish myth. line? Yeah, there's no finish no, line. No, it's not here. real, right? So the last piece of today's conversation, Tommy, that I, I really thought was cool when you came up with this while we were prepping for today's conversation mm -hmm. was the support from the circle of friends, the household, mm. Yeah. and family, right? So this is one of the biggest things that we hear. And this this came out of the 2021 research Marie Spreckley and her team did where they, they showed weight loss managers and people mm -hmm. that kept the weight off and maintained the weight loss and were successful in their weight loss goals. There was these categories of, of derailment, right? We mm -hmm. call it the stoptagon, where life nips you in the yeah. bud and gets in the way, right? And we, we justify it, we rationalize it, we make excuses or either have results or reasons. We make reasons as to why we can't or we won't or we shouldn't. 
Yeah. And one of the biggest things that we saw, one of the underlying outcomes that a lot of people mentioned that wasn't even part of the study was that they reinvented themselves and had a new identity around themselves about how they looked, thought, and acted around food and health. But one of the biggest things that jumped up and nipped people in the bud was the support of their family. So it was Mm -hmm. the social piece the yeah. date nights, the support of the spouse, the friends. And what I, I was listening to a podcast, I think it was Mel Robbins the other day, she had an expert on and it was, well, people don't intentionally want you to fail, but they don't want to, they don't want you to change because they don't want to lose the person that they love mm. subconsciously. Yeah, that's scary. Right? Like, well, no, we've been doing this. We've been married 20 years and now all of a sudden you're going to go change. No, I love the, like this you, like yeah. don't, please don't do that. Right? Like, right. don't don't make me do this. I don't want to do this, right? So there's an act until as if, or no, what is it, Tommy? Mm-hmm. What's your phrase? Yeah, I like I like act as if rather act than as fake if it rather than you make, to make it. it, right? Yeah. So if there's nothing worse than you give yourself your word that you're going to do something and then you back mm-hmm. away from it, right? Yes. Again, I've never done this. And right. yeah, right. I just tried <laughs> today already. I don't even realize it. And then, you know, oh, honey, yeah, we're going to we're going to do this thing. And then one of you caves. This happened during our thir- the second yeah. pregnancy. It's like every Friday we just started go to this routine: pizza and, and oh, keto man. ice cream, right? It yep. was like, and then we had, to, and it was like, oh, we'll get a Caesar salad to start. Okay, that's great. I need that. The original plan was we already prepped for Friday. Correct. Right? We have food in the fridge. Yeah. Right. We're prepped. We're going to do it. So this idea that keeping your fast clean will be seen by your friends and family that you're committed and serious to it rather than watching you do a dirty fast, which reinforces their belief that maybe subconscious or conscious in certain situations Mm. that you're really not that serious or disciplined. Wow. And that can create cracks. Yeah, it really can. Because when you have the support of the people who are around you, which is why we spend time in our coaching group, why we do challenges, there's a reason why those things are are very helpful. But even in your own household, it's like if you live alone, it's all about you know trusting yourself and building that confidence in yourself. You're kind of like you're sitting there with the angel and the devil on your shoulder. You know, sometimes if there's a, a temptation or hey, what was my original plan? Maybe I forgot it, or maybe an invitation came up, or an opportunity, or maybe mm-hmm. I'm just feeling hungrier than I than I thought I would at this point. But if you have other people in the household that can see your your behaviors and hear what you say and see what you do. They're processing that and they have a confidence level. That's kind of a rolling barometer of how likely you are to stick with, with what you said. So the dirtier your fast, the more time you're spending in and around the kitchen, ingesting different things, or you're having to, maybe they're asking questions. Oh, I thought you were fasting. Oh yeah, I am fasting, but it's okay if I just put a little bit of creamer in my coffee. Well, you know, whatever the, the case may be that you're kind of letting slip in. That's like, oh, okay. So they're taking your fasting and potentially your long-term goals a little less seriously because it's a little less black and white to them. They can't define it as well. It's getting a little, it's getting a little messy, a little blurry, you know? But you're going to need their support at some point. It's nice to have encouragement around you rather than, you know, temptation or doubt or or something else. Yeah. Doubt like crack. Doubt creeps in. Yeah. Right. So. When it comes to the clean versus dirty, yes, we talk about the physiological lipolysis. Yes, we want to keep the main thing, decrease our insulin resistance, increase our fat burning, and increase our metabolism and our body's ability to be metabolically healthy, right? And be at a healthy weight and reduce disease and all of those important things. But if you've tried fasting and you're not exactly sure why it's not working, this may be the missing piece. 
Mm. And I can't believe we've never drawn a line in the sand or talked about it from this way, Tommy. Like I was like, man, we talk about this all the time inside of coaching, inside of the challenges. Like, what do you guys think about lemon in your water? What do you think about this? What do you think? What about my supplements? What about my medications? Right? So when we're looking at clean versus dirty, it's just to recap, it's pretty basic. Unflavored water, unflavored black coffee, any tea, you know, brewed from actual tea leaves, right? Unflavored mm-hmm. mineral water, club soda, sparkling water, unflavored minerals, electrolytes, salt, no additives or flavors. So go straight Redmond's, right? Yeah. And then obviously any medications that your healthcare provider tells you. And then no, it's well, any food, any broth, any flavorings, any sweets, any diet sodas. Now, if you're drinking 10 diet sodas a day, just don't get quit cold turkey, right? Like mm-hmm. go to five, then go to two, then go to one and, and kind of like level up through the process gums yeah. mints you know broths bulletproof coffees creamer in your coffee that's all you know supplements bcaa's all that stuff that's on the no list and if you do need a fresh breath a breath freshener brush your teeth use a peppermint essential oil okay let's don't, not be, don't be scared yeah, let's not be heathens here right let's not go right. into the hard dry fast camp right. of i can't yeah. even look at water never mind be near it okay Again, I'm sure there are benefits, just not our area of expertise, but the clean lines there then turn into clean lines on your plate, then mm. turn into clean lines in your support system. So yes. Tommy, the call to action today, you know, is, is really right from the review. Anyway, if anyone else is struggling with IF, please try fasting clean for a few weeks and see what yeah. happens. Clean up your act, you know? And so, you know, so, so what does that mean? That means if, if your fasts aren't usually clean, do your next clean fast today. And it doesn't have to be as long as your fast yesterday necessarily if you're, if you're apprehensive about it. But I think with a commitment going into that fast, you'll be able to do it. But even if it's a little bit shorter, that's a win. It's going to be a win. You're going to have the best efficiency and results from that, that actual fast right there, which is awesome. And if you've already been doing clean fast, you know, most or all of your fasts are very, very clean, then take a look at your next plate because now it's time to level up on your food decisions because the cleaner your food decisions are, the less of an insulin spike, the less of a blood sugar spike, the less craving inducing. Like, are you bringing in things that your body doesn't really need or that are kicking up, you know, feelings of FOMO or like food related dopamine hits? Because if your meal is perpetuating some of the relationship with food stuff or potential like food cravings that you yeah. have, those can be helped by making a better food decision. So start stacking up a few really clean plates, like go for the next five plate streak or 10 plate streak where you just go, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to eliminate all the fluff here. Let me just focus on super, super nutrient rich foods, good stuff that's going to keep my blood sugar and my insulin in check and support my ketosis from my fast. And then that's going to, that's going to lead to, to better results and, and better consistency with my next fast. So, so clean up your act, start today, take some action on that and, and see how you feel and see how your next fast goes. I bet it'll be good. I couldn't agree more. Let's go clean. You need some support. You're like, ah, I need to get rid of this thing, right? <laughs> the coffee, the diet, so whatever it is. Yeah. Head to the show notes, click the link, join our Facebook community. It's where we break the first two rules of fasting consistently. We talk about fasting 24 seven. You'll be in a group with like-minded individuals. You can share your stories, ask for encouragement, post questions, et cetera. You can also head to the show notes, grab the fasting for life blueprint, which is our PDF, our 20 page PDF that guides you through some of the who, what, when, where, and why of fasting, looking for some fasting schedules or things like that, but keep it simple. 
just like the review, if you haven't been clean fasting, the call to action for today's episode is to take that action step as cleanly and as simply as it is yeah. and go back and start removing those things and give it some time. Don't expect the magic genie to show up overnight and you're like, oh, here's my epiphany, right? No, right. euphoria has arrived, but the, cons <laughs> the we win in the consistency, we win in the margin. So Tommy, yeah. can't believe you've never talked about this big picture before. I'm hoping it's an impactful conversation. Yeah, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Better late than never, 103 million downloads, almost 3 million downloads, 100, almost 200 episodes in. But right. we got it done. We can check the box. Now we have some place that we can reference. So a big shout out again to Big Family for the yeah, poke here. Th this, this, is, this is why you got to leave a five-star review and you know, drop, <laughs> oh, in, shameless, drop in. I see what yeah, you're doing here. Shameless no, plug. Not, all right. right. And uh, that's going to be today's episode. Tommy, <laughs> as always, thanks for the conversation, man. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. So, you've heard today's episode, and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter, where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day -day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. Fasting for Life.